I'm Ashley. And I'm Alicia. And we are Murd Nerds. Hello, Murd Nerds. I hope everyone had a safe and happy... Oh, my script says un-Thanksgiving. <laughs> so we talk about things that we are unthankful for apparently maybe uh, my family didn't do anything which is really super odd honestly like you know my family yeah what did uh, you do on thanksgiving nothing <laughs> i stayed home by myself it was really nice oh that's kind of sad well no we all need that you're thankful for not being around people it was it was nice it was a good day um you guys What'd you guys do? I know you guys hung out. We, sp- we spent Thanksgiving together. Yeah, I, it's weird. Like, I didn't hear anything about it. <laughs> I didn't know we were doing anything. I would have came. I got invited to Justin's guys, and it was the golden Thanksgiving. The golden Thanksgiving. Yeah. So One day, we'll all be golden. One day, we'll all be golden. They're taking over the God, world. I'm so committed to that joke, though. I really want to change my life. I really think you should do it. I think it'd be worth the joke. I think it'd be funny. It's like Shit's Creek. He buys that entire town as a yeah. joke. Yeah. I yeah. think you. I, I think, think you, you ought to get the paperwork around and say that you're going to change your name to Golden and then show your husband and see what happens. He will change his last name, too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Hey. We're all going to be. Goldens. I think that's the clear answer here. Th- is that I everybody? I think the more the merrier. I mean, shit. I think it'd be funny. <laughs> the more golden's the better. I mean, it is a great last name. It is. It's wonderful. Roy's is Bastardo. Mine's Kaufman. Those suck. I like both of your guys' names. I think Bastardo is a badass name. I, I have to agree. It's pretty. You think so? I, I, oh, I kind of like Roy's last name. A little sketchy. Well. Bastard. Wow. You can't even put it into Facebook. Facebook will not accept it. Really? Yeah. Doesn't his save his Facebook his save does. Bastardo? He got grandfathered into it. But the rest of his family, they <gasps> have like Bastardo with an H at the beginning. Or Bastando. Oh, or oh my God. They need to email. Not Mark. Wait, it is Mark. Wait. it's No, Tom is. MySpace. MySpace. <laughs> yeah, Mark. No, you can put it, but you have to email them a picture of your ID. Oh, proof. I see. Okay, so they'll allow it. Can you scooch your drink back? It is empty. Tom was my first friend on MySpace. <gasps> Mine too. I he know. was such a friendly guy with yeah. his weird picture and the yeah. white T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, his like head was like cranked white, backwards. White part. <laughs> oh, that'll take you back. Mm-hmm. That's old. funny if you listen back to the old um, Golden Image podcast yes. vintage. We were all over MySpace at that mm-hmm. time, and Facebook was just coming in, along with uh, Instagram and all those, and to hear us being like, what is the Facebook thing everybody's talking mm-hmm. about? I refused, did I not? To get a Facebook, It yeah. took me three years at least to merge from MySpace to Facebook because I did not like it. I don't like learning new things. I don't like getting new phones. I don't like getting new cars. I don't like any of that. I just want what I have because I know how to use it and I like it and it works. God, she's like 80. I know, right? <laughs> well, you did have to move her walker out of the way when you, <laughs> when you guys come in. Speaking of when we went ice skating, they have these. The walkers. The walkers that you can use, but they're kid sized. So they don't even. 
You have to be hunched over so you literally look like an old lady with a walker. I know. You are kid-sized. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're little kid-sized. Oh, okay. I didn't use one, by the way. <laughs> and that's why our legs hurt. Yeah, it was awful. Hey, you're, you're braver than me. I've always wanted to go ice skating. I was very successful with inline skating. It, I adapted mm-hmm. it very well. Really? Inline. We were trying to figure yeah. out what that was called. Yeah, I was. I adapted that very well and could. Uh, I couldn't go backwards or anything, you know, special. But I could, I could roll on some inline skates. So nice. I always thought that ice skating would be something very similar. But I've never. It's closer to rollerblading, honestly. But it's well, rollerblading inline. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, it's um, it's not the same. No. Well, I think the key the key is because my sister and I used to inline skate competitively. And the key, <laughs> what competitively? Yeah, we like did competitive with each other, or no? Like we like did competition. We, we're fucking playing for medals, people. Not like nationally, just locally. Ashley is an Olympic inline skater. <laughs> Son of a bitch. When I, the child Olympics, actually, there's some um, controversy about child labor laws, so it's it's very <laughs> underground. But yeah. <laughs> I didn't meddle or anything. Some of those kids take a lot of steroids, so you can't you can't compete with them. <laughs> you should have seen the gold medalist. She looked like she was like thirty. She probably was. Did she talk like this? <laughs> My name's um, Alice. Also, uh, Nick and Amanda got married. They our did. Listeners, our best friend, my best friends, um, they got married right before Thanksgiving. So congratulations to them. Our yeah. second wedding of the year. Woo! Yeah, I got very drunk. Please don't ever have an open bar at your wedding because I will take full advantage of it. So. Everybody does. Open bar is the best. Well, if here's you... here's the thing. There was a very long line at <laughs> at. Uh, I've heard this story. Have the happy this hour. Story? Okay, there was a very long line, and we were standing in line, and it was it was me, and Roy, my husband, Jess and Skyler, and Craig. And oh, and Gunner the and Sarah, destroyer. yeah, Craig the Destroyer. So I um, ain't nothing like your seven-year-old grandson going. It's Craig the Destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> so we're standing in line. The line's not moving because there's one bartender at the open bar, and I'm like, "Hey, we're part of the wedding party. We can jump ahead." And everybody's like, "No, don't do that. Don't." She's cut the sober. Line. She's sober at this. I'm point. so. I'm totally sober. I'm like, no. My bouquet is a free ticket to get to the front of the line. What are they going to say? Get at the back of the line to the wedding party? No, I'm VIP here. So I go to the front. There. <laughs> I skip. No joke. Like fifty people. And go she up just, to the front. She's skipping by with her bouquet. Yeah, yeah. smacking fuckers. <laughs> Later, <in the> losers. <laughs> the guy's name was Cody. I remember it. Very nice guy. Um, and I'm like, hey, can I get, can I like get to the front she's of the line? Wait, she's waving. She's waving I was waving. Bouquet. And he's like, oh yeah, I don't care. So then I get my drink and, you know, skip back to Slapping everybody. people in the face with a bouquet. <laughs> That's on a walking by, yeah. <laughs> Sloshing and, uh, their drink in their face. Yeah. And- <laughs> so we get to, <laughs> that was me sucking on my drink. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> so I get back to Justin Sky and Roy and Craig and they're like, it worked. I'm like, yeah, fuck, it worked. We're wedding party. Go get so everybody, and then the rest of the night. That's what I did and what we all did. And they were just little drinks, but they were heavy handed. Oh yeah. So did wait, you left Gunner and Sarah in the back of the line because they weren't part? No, of the No, I think they went up with us. Yeah, I can't sure remember. All I know is Gunner said that I was begging them to stay longer. 
because there was a blizzard outside and I'm like no just stay for another hour and they're like no we gotta go and I'm like no come on just stay they're so much fun they are <laughs> they are but, very much a lot of fun yeah but it was a beautiful wedding love them so much congratulations the food was yeah. where, did, where did they who made their food the hotel I think what hotel was it the aloft Aloft. downtown South Bend right Yes. Yeah. And it was cold. I can't remember who owns a loft. I think it's Hyatt. Marriott. Marriott? Oh. Yeah, those are pretty nice. Marriott. Yeah, but they were wonderful. And we took pictures out in the cold for Amanda. The whole time I was like, this is for you. This is for you, baby girl. Same with my mom when she got married at the Doubletree. We're walking through. We're walking outside in our dresses. And it was was September, so it wasn't as cold as what you guys went through. But it was It was three degrees. Oh, Jesus. It was 30 degrees outside. The photographer, Forever Images, everybody go look her up. She's incredible. Um, she, We had our jackets on backwards, us women did, and had our bouquets like under them and you know over our shoulders. So we'd go out, she'd position us, and then she'd walk by and be like, just throw your jacket at me and I'm going to throw it away, like away from us. And that's what she did. She nice. <laughs> go by in a line and snag, snag, snag. And then take the pictures. Got the and, picture and then gave you your jacket back. Yeah. And there, you know how the wind goes around buildings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you're picturing downtown. we It was right at the courthouse and we got past the building and it was like it hit you like a fucking oh, brick yeah. wall. Mm-hmm. It was insane. But beautiful wedding. Beautiful couple. Love them so much. Congratulations to the both of them. Cheers. Well, that's nice. Is that the last? Is that the last of the friends getting married? Last of the friends getting married. Right oh, cool! I'm fucking chopped liver. You, no, well, <laughs> you know what I mean. You don't have a wedding date. Oh, the last of the planned weddings. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I'm probably never going to get married. So you're probably right. <laughs> Not legally, anyway. I'll have a party. Yeah, if anybody wants to put up with me long enough, <laughs> we'll see. So go. that's a. a uh, any strong souls out there? Yeah, any strong <laughs> people that think they can do with Ashley. Feel Good free. Good luck. Okay. Um, so, I have my question this week. Uh-oh. I'm pretty excited about it, even though my answers didn't turn out how I wanted them to, which is a weird way to start, but here we go. My question this week is, if you became insanely rich and were able to purchase a yacht... What would you name your yacht? Oh, shit. I know. Oh, that's easy. <gasps> what would you name yours? Roy's penis. <laughs> oh, my God. You said it Biggest was really big. Biggest yacht ever <laughs> known to man. <laughs> and everybody wants to take a ride on it. Everybody wants to get on Roy's <laughs> oh <my> penis. <laughs> Dang. Are you guys co-owning that yacht or? No, she's no. got to get her own Roy's penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I would name mine uh, Lil Yachty. Oh my god, <laughs> you guys, so good. What would you name yours? So good. So uh, one of them I came up with, and the other one I looked up like a funny one. So the one I looked up Cheater. is <laughs> Shrimple Plan, <laughs> like the band. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's so good. And then the one that I thought of, I really wanted to do something that incorporated my nickname Trashly, but I couldn't. Um, so I thought Schloshed at Sea. <laughs> I love oh, that. That's right? Good. I like Instead that. Instead of that's Lost good. at Sea. Because yeah. they're all plays on words like super lame, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I love it. 
<laughs> I don't know. Trashly would be a good name of a boat, too. Yeah, I was trying to do something with the Pacific Garbage. Uh, the What's it called? Garbage Patch. Is that what it's called? Pacific Garbage Pacific Patch. Garbage Patch. Did you have Trashly before Logan? Or is that a Logan thing? This was this has been a long okay. time. All right, nickname. Because I know he he Logan, like Logan. Who? Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, who's Logan? No. Okay, no. Oh no, my god! I know. <laughs> well, he's not going to listen to us ever again <laughs> because I got the nickname when I worked at the trailer factory because everybody talks to each other like they're pieces of trash. She, she was trailer trashly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, actually, it there's the evolution. Ashley, trashly, trash hole, and then just trash. And actually, isn't that another nickname? That, that came from my high school job, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that was an accident. Um, yeah, because I worked at Jody's Hair Salon. Every time she would say actually when she was talking to a client, I thought she needed me. So I would like run out and be like, do you need something? She'd be like, no, I said actually. So then all the girls that worked at her salon would yell actually when they needed me instead of saying Ashley. So. How confusing. <laughs> it was. It's a hard knock life, you know. It really is. <laughs> Oh boy. Okay. Well, the case I'm going to be telling you about this week is a local Indiana case. Hey. Um, so back to our roots. The victim hailing from statistically one of the safest towns in the state. Um, really? Mm-hmm. But then she went to college at IU Bloomington. Oh. <laughs> oh. Which is one of the most... <laughs> Like unsafest uh, right. cities in the world or yeah. in Indiana. Um, so Bloomington, as I'm sure you guys know, hosts the Little 500, mm-hmm. which is a bike race. Um, it's attended by over 25,000 people every what, like April. I think it's in April. Sure. Yep. I've never been. I was supposed to go, um, man, back in the early 90s. Uh, I had a buddy that was... Uh, that was going to college down there. And he's like, oh, you got to come down because I think Mellencamp was performing. And- right. It's oh, a huge fun. thing. It yeah. turns into, like, I knew tons of friends. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that went, like, when we were in high school even, or yeah. right after high school. And, uh, and yeah, they did not go to watch the bike race. They went because it's a fucking, yeah, it's just a, a huge party. Yep. So um, this week we are here to talk about the murder of Bloomington student Hannah Wilson. Um, our sources this week are an article f- or articles from Fox 59 web. Uh, there's an article by Laura Lane and t- three by Madeline Buckley. So Hannah Wilson was the kind of girl that just everybody knew and loved. Um, she grew up in Peru. So yeah, at that oh, time was yeah. one of the safest if not maybe the safest, just in the top 10. Let's say top 10. I don't know why. If, why am I trying to put a number to it? One of the safest <laughs> cities in Indiana. Which is, I mean, that's actually kind of surprising because, you know, of all At of the... At the time. Oh. Right? What year? What, well, it wasn't that long that? ago. It's a 2015. Because there's a lot of sketchy stuff that goes on now. Yeah. But I think there's it's a lot. mostly Kokomo. I think it has a lot to do with a crime per 10,000 people or crime per 500 people or however they figure it. So it has a lot to do with population, too. Right. So. Hmm. I lost my spot. Um, okay. So she attended Hamilton Southeastern High School. 
um, for her four-year high school career. She played a very active role in her school, and she especially enjoyed her time on the school's cheerleading team. So this passion for cheerleading in high school um, and actually for her high school basketball team would ultimately provide her with the opportunity to do the same at um, Indiana University. In the year 2015, Wilson was a senior at the Indiana University. Why do I keep saying the? At Indiana University of Bloomington and about to graduate with a degree in psychology. Hey, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was living off campus in a private home for her and the other Gamma Phi Beta sorority sisters. All of her sisters attested that she was truly amazing and a very hardworking person. On April 24th, 2015, she thought she did very well on and was ready to reap the rewards of her four years of hard work. Just two weeks away from graduating and in, and just in time to celebrate the Little 500 races. She anticipated having a weekend full of partying, enjoying the festivity, the friends, the food, everything. Just having a great time. She already had a cheerleading coaching job lined up for after she graduated. So Hannah thought that she would have nothing to worry about. Naturally. But how wrong, how mm. wrong she could be. Some sources say that she started off at her home with an old fling and a friend. Others say she started at a local bar called Kilroy's Sports Bar. Sports Bar. Um, But all said after that they went to the Hilton Inn where said old fling was staying. So the old fling that they think she might have started with was staying at this Hilton Inn. They continued to drink at the hotel and then walked a few blocks over to the local bar where, again, sorry, whether, again, if it had indeed been where the party had started or if they were visiting <laughs> visiting it that day for the first time is unclear. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, sorry. That was like a, a kind of a long, weird sentence to get through. Um the two men with Wilson decided that she was too drunk to go inside when they they like arrived at this bar. So despite her many protests, they insisted her going home was the safest option. Mm-hmm. So Wilson's friends talked about getting her an Uber for uh, for her when a, a cab pulled up, like as they were talking about it. They heard her provide her address and prepaid so she wouldn't have to worry about it. And unfortunately, that was the least of her worries. At this point, it was 1245, and that was the last time that her friends saw her. Regardless of where she may have started, everyone claimed the same thing. She had gone home that night. And and this this episode, I do mention this at the end, but this episode was actually written and researched by Angela, the uh, girl that helps me. And she added a little note on here, and she just said... Can I just say, why in the world would they think that she was too drunk to go into the bar with them, but she was fine to be sent home by herself? With a, with a strange with a, yeah, cab Yeah, seems kind of odd. Yeah. I mean, you know, not to like necessarily blame her friends. It's just, it's just kind of an oxymoron. Like, yeah. Either way. So the cab driver recalled he drove her home, watching her stumble between cars. Once she got to the sidewalk, he left. His job was done. It's not his job to babysit, you know. Yeah. And if he stays and something does happen, 
God forbid he gets blamed for half of it or something. So um, there were no records of this drive because they had hailed this cab. They didn't reserve it like online or anything. So there was no trace. The only person that could validate the return of the intoxicated Wilson was one of her many roommates who stated that the sudden opening of the front door startled her awake, but she quickly went back to sleep as she had people coming and going. It was a common occurrence, especially the weekend of the big party. Little five. Yeah. yeah. The little five. That's what they called it. I couldn't remember what the shorthand the, was. Yeah. It's like little 500 doesn't sound exactly right. The little five. That's little what five, they called yeah. it. Excuse me. So this is where we start. Like, did the person who killed her just see people walking in and out of this place? Were they watching it? How did they get back to her without making any suspicious noises? Her phone records indicate that she made at least one phone call at 1 a.m. And detectives say that she made it from the outside of the home and not the inside of the home. How do they they know that? You know? I'm not sure. Because, I mean, if it would ping off of a... Off of a tower, it would just be on campus, right? Yeah. It would be an S, like a... a, a not like an a exact radius. pinpoint. Yeah. yeah. It would be a rough Yeah, area. I'm not sure. How would they know? I'm not sure. Um, well, so, and, okay. The only thing I could think... Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. Wi-Fi. What if she connected to Wi-Fi? Okay. Could, I was thinking that too, yeah. Where it's like she was calling on maybe like an app or on Facebook or something. Yeah, but you can still be on Wi-Fi outside. Yeah, but maybe the radius wasn't big enough in her apartment. This is a a large area. Oh, so maybe she was linked to another signal on campus or something? Or it wasn't connected to her home Wi-Fi yet until she got into a certain parameter. Yeah, but if you turn your Wi-Fi off, you're still going to be pinging from the same tower, so they still wouldn't be able to tell if you're inside or outside. I toggle my Wi-Fi off on my phone constantly, and I'll use 5G inside my apartment for a week before I even realize Same. it. So I don't know how it was back in 2015, though, if you could toggle it that easily or if it was automatic. Well, maybe the radius only hit their apartment. 2015, was Wi-Fi calling even a thing at that time? Yeah, for sure. Was it? Oh, yeah. Okay iPhone. iPhone's been on it for like a yeah. while. You iPhone users are in a big world of trouble right now. Just saying. Why? What happened? Sorry, that's going to be totally off. That's fine. Key. Side note. Let's do it. I like them. Um, the the uh, protests um, and everything going on in China right now is decreasing the iPhone factories and their, um, the new iPhones will not be coming. Oh, that's fine. I use old iPhones because I'm poor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> sorry, that's crazy. That's stupid off off subject. Sorry. No, it's, no fine. it's fine. It's fine. I, was I like stuff like that. Um, okay, now you like on, let me Chinese protests. <laughs> well, yeah, I, got I like it when the people <laughs> get they need to get what they need or what yeah. they want from a company. No more suicide nets. I was waiting for somebody to show up today, and I got stuck watching the news. Uh, oh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, um, Alicia and I were a half hour late. Uh, Proxy Ashley, Ashley was. <laughs> I said proxy Ashley because I didn't read. We have a group messaging system that we use, and it works very well. Um, except, except when it does for doesn't. when <laughs> I don't read it for an entire day, and then Jeremy sent one text the following day. So when I opened it, when it tinged, and I opened Ding. it, I just saw that one, and I was like, "Okay, cool, cool." 
Like, cool, thanks. Thanks for putting the, the uploading the episode. I'll get it uploaded for you, you know, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, mm, yes, that's all blah, I read. Blah, blah. So I didn't realize that we moved recording from 3 p.m. to 9.30 a.m. <laughs> Stark difference. Big difference. <laughs> so we got it figured out, though, and we're here, and it's 11.30 already. Holy shit. <laughs> okay, let's keep moving. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, so the friend that mm-hmm, nope the friend couldn't hear what she was saying due to the noisy bar that he was in so the person that she called at 1 a.m mm-hmm. couldn't hear her um she appeared to make it inside of the apartment seeing as her person phone were on her bed but her bed was still made interesting yeah um, on April 24th at 1 a.m. was the last time that anybody had heard from her, which was that phone call. Okay. Which, I mean, he didn't even hear because. Yeah. Too much background. Right. Noise. So enter Daniel Messel. He is a trivia master, which was worth mentioning. <laughs> Um, Messel is 50 years old. He lived with his father in a trailer park in rural Bloomington. While working at a printing shop during the day, Messel had a few friends, including two IU professors. Um, they would go to local bars and play trivia at night. There it is. On this particular night, Messel and his team were competing at Yogi's Grill and Bar. That's a, isn't it usually Bar and Grill? Yeah. Yogi's Grill and Bar decided to change it up um this was just a few blocks away from uh wilson's house in bloomington yet one of his teammates brighton said that messel drove him home after trivia which was sometime after 11 so messel drove past kilroy's to quote see the spectacle of the little 500 weekend end quote according to his father they then went out or they went out for dinner around 6 p.m and then he left for Yogi's Grill and Bar at 8 p.m. Seems legit enough. Uh, but he never showed up after trivia that night. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Very unusual. His father... Oh, showed up at home. Okay. Got it. Very unusual. His father said that Messel would always return home by midnight. Investigators determined Messel also missed work. The next day. Interesting. Very, very interesting. After police were notified about the missing persons report, they retraced their steps that night and then they received a call. So it was actually Messel's next door neighbor. Messel had finally come home. When they got there, they realized that he was carrying a garbage bag. Immediately, they collected the bag as evidence and in it, they found the clothes Wilson was wearing the night before covered in blood oh fuck yeah when they saw the claw marks on his forearms that combined with the the trash bag they arrested him on the spot so later they searched his car where they found claw marks hair blood everything i mean it was all wilson's in the back seat of his car oh my god yes so hannah had a sister named Haley. Haley said that the two were very close and they would FaceTime almost every day. So during um, April 23rd, 2015, Haley was a camp counselor, which meant that she didn't have much, as much time to keep in touch with mm-hmm. Hannah. 
Um, but this day she messaged her a photo from camp and Hannah did not respond. Haley knew this was a big weekend for her and so she didn't really worry. She knew it was going to be busy. She's going to be partying, hanging out, entertaining, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, Haley was busy, too, doing all of their camp activities. So she didn't think anything of it because she didn't really almost even notice. Yeah. That, you know, she didn't get a response. The next day, Haley got bombarded with texts asking if she had heard from her sister. Um, this is where she began to obviously get nervous. Um Before she really had any time to do anything, her dad called her. He told her that no one could find her sister and that he was leaving work to go to Bloomington. And her mom was driving as well, driving that way as well. Immediately, Haley did the same. Driving to Bloomington, um, she was just worried, all these thoughts running through her brain. Uh, When she arrived, her parents were already weeping um, because they had finally found Hannah's body Oh, by the time she showed up. So, Hannah, yeah, this is a heavy one. Hannah was found dead at 8.30 a.m. on April 24th, 2015 in an isolated field in Brown County, Indiana. Whoa, that's far. Um, It's only like 30 or 45 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes, depending on where you are in Bloomington and where you're going in Brown County. But Brown County's pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Carol Bridges is the woman who found her. She says that she was driving by. She noticed a pile of closed, uh, closed clothes and she thought it was kind of weird. So she stopped to check it out, which I think that a lot when I'm driving down the road. I see the things. trash bags. I want to stop road. and look so bad. I never do. There could be a million dollars in a trash bag. Or a couple six packs of beer. Just literally anything. Or trash. Nina's found free beer on the side of the road before. And she fucking drank it. She took she? a couple. She left few for other people. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> love Nina. Fun? I know. She's the best. <laughs> she, that's such a Nina thing to take a couple beers and be like, somebody else will stop and take the rest of it. It's fine. Yeah. Like she, she's like, I'm not going to take all these because I'd be selfish. I'll just take she's a few. So courteous. Yeah. What a sweetie. Love you, Nina. So she. She, this lady saw clothes on the side of the road. Yeah, like a pile of clothes. She thought it was weird. Stopped to check it out. Um, when she got closer, she realized that it was a young woman's body. It wasn't clothes. It was just a body. Um, I, I yeah, because he had the clothes. he had the bag the of bag. clothes that he in the in well the trash that bag. like evidentiary clothes. Maybe they were just random clothes. He did to like cover the body or. She might have just missed seen and thought it was clothes and it was an actual body. Right on. Um, okay, here we go. So she immediately, Carol, immediately drove back to her house and called the police. Um, she doesn't have a cell phone? Apparently not. <laughs> um, not. She did not touch the crime scene at all. She didn't touch the body. Um, just worth noting. She just saw it. Ran back to her car because she got out of her car to look at it. Yeah. Saw it, ran back to her car, ran home, took all the cops. Um, Hannah was face down in the grass. Um, She did have extensive damage to her head and skull. Whoa. Yeah. Wilson also had taken 
or so she had taken multiple blows to the head. Um, there was blood spatter or splattered everywhere, so it's not necessarily there. There was just blood everywhere. Um, there was a cigarette butt relatively close to her body as well. Um, there was a cell phone under her feet, but it was not Hannah's phone. What? Guess whose phone it was? Was it the the murder mur- 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 Daniel Messel. Daniel. It was this immediately brought the police to Messel. Why was why would his phone be there? He, he obviously was involved. Yeah. So Wilson's body was taken in for examination. There were signs of a struggle, multiple bruises on her arms, Messel's DNA under her fingernails. So she put up a fight. The autopsy showed that there was no sign of a sexual assault. Um, the blows that Hannah had taken uh, to the back were in the back of her head. So which would speculate that she was trying to get away. Oh, God. Yeah. The lab speculates that he might have tried to assault her, but she was fighting too hard, so he wasn't able to. Yeah. Um, Messel realized that he would not be able to get away, and, or that he wouldn't be able to get away with what he's just assaulting her. Yeah. yeah, so he chased after her um, and killed her. She had been dead for seven hours when Carol had found her, which lines up perfectly with their whole timeline that they had set up that the police had set up with Messel and everything Um, when the description of death came out Brighton testified in court and one thought that stuck in his mind was the flashlight if you don't remember who Brighton is let me let you know he was the man that Messel had taken home that night after trivia Mm -hmm. the one who stated that they drove past Kilroy's grill and bar for some reason that night to see the spectacle right The prosecutor asked Brighton why he felt prompted to tell them about the flashlight. And Brighton replied, I heard how that girl was killed. End quote. Brighton and Messel once told him he kept a mag light flashlight in his car for, quote, self-defense. These kinds of flashlights are made of heavy metal. And this one particularly is what they think the murder. Yeah, metal. What they think the murder weapon was. Those things are freaking heavy. Heavy. Oh, heck yeah. yeah. The, the, I think that every time, because Christy keeps one in her office, and I use it on occasion, and I'm like, man, this would be good just to just to have, just in case, you know? Yeah. I mean, I always got I always got that thing on me, my knife, but, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you could throw that flashlight and kill somebody, oh, I feel for like. Sure. Yeah, so it's those like are... throwing a solid... Yeah, they're freaking like, heavy, especially pole. if they've got the, you know, four D-cell batteries in them, too. Yeah. Um, and you'd know where you're going because the light would be on so you could see. Mm-hmm. At Hannah's funeral, they decided not to make it all drab and dreary, which I love. The evolution that we're going through right now with, you know, the the younger generation kind of taking things over. No offense to older generations, but like this whole like celebration of life thing. It's not like you have to wear black and you can't talk and you can't laugh and it's like this new age thing that we're doing, which I dig. My Aunt Karen's funeral was fun. We got fucking hammered. <laughs> it was awesome. And we all wore purple. It was her favorite color. Aw. Yeah. Um, so Hannah's celebration of life was held on May 2nd, 2015, which was the day she was supposed to walk for uh, graduation. Yuck. Many friends and family came to give their condolences. 
um, but also just to be there with the family. There were a lot of memorabilia, photos, music, um, and the university, uh, Indiana University presented the family with Hannah's diploma in psychology. Oh, yeah. That's really sad. So her trial was arranged to start in February of 2016. You know how it goes, push back, push back. So it got pushed back to June 1st and then pushed back again at the request of Marion, which is Messel's lawyer. Um, he couldn't find suitable experts to describe the blood spatters. So that seems like an excuse to just have more time to come up with something to defend him because he was so very clearly guilty. Yeah. Well, and honestly, I don't know if you've heard this, but they don't really consider blood spatter to be a reasonable method of... Right. It can be le- like paired with other things. Yeah. It's kind of like a lie detector test. Like right. There's not... Mm-hmm. It's not really reliable. Yeah. It is admissible, though. Like lie detectors, I don't think you can even talk about in, co- in a courtroom. Right? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's some special cases where you can get approval from the judge or whatever. But, but yeah. Um, So, oddly enough, it was granted and it was bumped to August of 2016. So, mine brings up that the police didn't wear gloves when they handled um, Messel's phone. So they claim that the investigation was very sloppy. Evidence was mishandled. They also never tested the DNA of the friends that she was with that night. Um, When the friends were interviewed, they find that some of them smoke and Messel does not smoke. So the cigarette butt next to her body is neither fucking here or there. Right. Was it a coincidence? Was there someone else there? Maybe Messel had a partner like, I guess it's just a part that maybe will just always be a gray area that we won't really know about this case. I mean, obviously, there's uh, they didn't DNA test the cigarette butt. I mean, that's I mean, there's saliva all over that son of a bitch. Right. I know. And yeah, I'm not I'm not here to say that the frickin Bloomington police got a got a gold medal for their investigation. <laughs> but I think there's a very clear answer to who to who did it. And they're just grasping at straws to dismiss it. Yes, exactly. Um I think about that a lot when they find bodies and there's like, there's this and this and this and this and this around the body. And it's like, and everybody on this fucking planet litters. So I don't. I know you don't. And neither <laughs> do I. But I'm just saying, Jeremy. I'm terrible. You flick those cigarette butts right out the yeah, fucking right window, don't you? Bing, oh, bing, my God. You know bing. what? One of these days. You're get charged with murder. I was going to say, one of those is going to be next to a body and you're going to be suspect number uno. Numero Or maybe uno. three. Or three, yeah. <laughs> you just never know. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. <laughs> but it's like, like I, I think about the Gabby Petito case. Right, we've Dog talked about, about this. Yeah, the yeah. monster and the, the, yeah. the rappers. And, yeah, and it's like, nope, that was just litter. Yeah, you're especially in like national parks and stuff, which... Don't be that person. Don't be that fucking guy. Litters are quitters. No, that doesn't work. Litters are... Bitter. <laughs> you suck if you litter. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, litter bugs. Okay. Um. <laughs> okay. So they found that there was video surveillance of Messel's Kia Sportage 
driving behind the cab that Hannah was in. Oh, my God. Yes. So he obviously watched her. He was probably outside, watched her fucking hammered, watched her friends throw her in this cab and followed the cab home. Yep. So she, he also probably sat there and watched her as she stumbled into her house and then waited for the cab to leave. So Angela writes, what still gets me is how there was no noise heard by the roommate. Like how, but the roommate says like, there's a lot of activity. She might have heard the door open and close, might have heard some talking or whatever. You just you just get used to that kind of lifestyle, especially when it's people drinking. Well, and I'm not, this is so, I'm trying not to be crude about mm-hmm. this, but when sex noises can sometimes sound. Yeah, like people are in distress or. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, didn't you say that they said that, that she made a phone call outside of the house? Yeah, but I think that might have been right before she went in. She could in. have been lying in wait. Yeah, because right they, into the apartment. they say she left the bar around 1245 and the phone call was made at one. So it could have been before she went inside, gotcha. I think, well, you, would be my guess. You did say her phone and stuff was laying on her bed, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so she, she made it inside. She made the phone call, got inside. Lots of information. Yeah. Came. Well, and if she's drunk, <clears throat> she probably didn't lock the door. You know, shit like that. Oh, yeah. Well, and it, it kind of made it sound like it was kind of chill. I don't know. When I went to, this was Ball State lots of years ago. I was totally 21, though. Ha, ha, ha. Chirp, ha. chirp. Ball State. Yeah, chirp, chirp. Bird. Oh, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I get it now. So when I went, my friend, her brother, I'm not going to say anything because I was underage. Um, my friend's brother no nothing sex it was drinking i was underage drinking no i was just gonna oh. like what you were underage <laughs> drinking so her brother lived in the houses that were right across the street from campus so we went and i'm not shitting you every single door to every single house on for fucking 10 blocks this way 10 blocks that way all the doors were open <gasps> wide open and there were people just going from house to house, just partying. This was in 2008, 2009. No, Jesus. I just had a stroke, I think. 2000. Oh, that's sort of what I thought it was. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was insane. And I, I wasn't into true crime then. I was just like, this is fucking awesome. I'm going to get fucking hammered with yeah. all these cool people. Well, you don't want to think about the bad stuff. Even, it was even so then. dangerous. I was literally like a 16-year-old girl just walking the streets in the dark, hammered drunk, <laughs> walking from house to house. That's yeah. insane. For real. So stupid. Your, your, your brain's not developed enough. God. Crucial decis- decisions. It's, it's, Ball State was known as the party school mm-hmm. for a long, long time. I wonder time. if it still is, because, no. yeah, I still, no. it's not. No, they even fell out of the top ten, Good. I well, there's so many people that are going through, uh, oh, what was that girl's name? Because Indiana used to be, like, the big party college state. Yeah, Ball State like and the, Bloomington. That, IU Bloomington, right? That and Purdue. Show. And Purdue, What yeah. was that show? Greek? Is that what it was called? 
Oh, about uh, sororities and, and it was fraternities. Based, yes, it was based off of it was based off the party life, but it was based off Indiana University. I remember that. But there's show. been was so that on like MTV. What was that? It on? was on ABC. ABC. But it, there's been so many issues with people getting sexually assaulted and mm-hmm. murders yeah. mm-hmm. and all this stuff mm-hmm. that they've cracked down a lot. Yeah, it still could use some work, but I I've seen some hellacious parties at ball state let me tell you like you know good fucking time yeah. well i mean so dangerous though yeah For it's so. fun when nothing happens yeah obviously but it's just really not worth that risk no. it's just not kids it's not worth it it's yeah. really not For real. be safe please seriously and you know the old saying i'd rather ball you than i you <laughs> ew <laughs> What? I, what? <laughs> I was trying to find my place when you said that, so I couldn't fully uh, develop the joke in my head. <laughs> <laughs> so, despite all this evidence that clearly leads to Messel, he continues to deny that he was involved. The only defense that his lawyer has is stating that they did not thoroughly investigate anybody else, which is true. They were, they did get tunnel vision, but there are at times where. Tunnel vision is what makes the most sense because we do talk about how that's negative. They really should have tested that cigarette butt and they should have tested it against they her friends. They probably felt like they had enough evidence. Right. So. They did. I mean, God, for God, they had video footage of him following her car and his cell phone was underneath her body. And he there, showed up is, at his fucking trailer with a bag full of bloody clothes. Right. That is, I mean, they, they and really did. in the back did. of his car. But yeah, again, grasping at straws. They just your defense lawyer. You got to do. You got to say. You got to try something. Yeah, which so sucks. obviously it was I a would, hail mary. I would never want to be. God. Well, the good thing about defense lawyers is you can. You don't have to. If you know, you don't have to represent somebody unless you're a public defender. Mm-hmm. So you can say this dude's guilty. I don't want to help him. Yeah. Or maybe you know what would be fun? It'd be fun to be like a troll lawyer. Where you represent people who you know are guilty and you just fucking botch the shit out of it. But it wouldn't last long because word would get around, I guess. Okay, sorry. Anyway. Oh, I gotta find my spot again. So, yeah, they, they're they saying, you know, the cops mishandled everything. They should have investigated other people. Um, they should have been more professional about that. But you cannot deny, like we we're saying, the evidence that's right there. So on April 26th, 2016, Messel was convicted and sentenced to 80 years and 20 more for being a habitual offender, which I'll let you know all of his other shit in a minute. Um they think that he was also di- behind the disappearance of, get this, Lauren Spearer in 2012. <gasps> yeah. Yes. Another story of young college kids partying and just a girl just kind of disappears into the, you know. Mm-hmm. The ether. I was going to say ether. Uh, two months after the trial that convicted Muscle, they found out that he was actually a subscriber to this Sugar Daddy website. Ew. On his profile, he claimed that he was making like $200,000 a year and he was looking for, are you ready for this? Co-ed IU students to have his sugar babies. In reality, Muscle made $35,000 a year. Disgusting. Yeah, I know. Sorry, when you said that, I was like, I mean, I'm not here. I don't even make that. So, <laughs> um, okay. So, 
I want to go into muscle just a little bit here, okay? So unfortunately, this murder is something that definitely could have been prevented if police had taken other women seriously Mm. or all of his battery charges, maybe. So in the fall of 2012, guess how many women called the police stating that there was a man in a silver Kia hanging outside of bars asking young women for directions? Oh, God. Six women. He would even try to get them to get into his car, and one even reported an attempted rape and the other's sexual battery. That's still attempted rape, in my opinion, mm-hmm. or successful rape. Um, at, oh, I'm sorry, a quote from WH or WTH.com stated, when you look at the number of people who tried to report it, it was really scary. One uh, said one 22-year-old woman who called the Bloomington police at least three times to file complaints about Oh, muscle. my God. Yeah. A young woman said that her friend had run up to her on her porch telling her this man had tried to get into, tried to get her into his car twice. They were both freaked out enough to call the police. Again, nothing was done. Three days later, there was one girl who was walking home after drinking she said uh sorry she said to have taken a ride with him because or she decided to take a ride with him because it was cold and her house was really far away um after she realized that he was not driving her home at all she started to like fight at him and claw at him he parked at a lake and tried to take her clothes off. She struggled too much for him, and he just punched her in the face and Whoa. took off with all of her belongings. She reported this to police, yet again, did nothing. Quote, they basically treated me like I was a hysterical woman who had no reason to be calling the police. I think my mindset was they would want to know that there was an aggressive person in a Sorry, an aggressive person and a creepy person driving around. End yeah. quote. They never tested the DNA under her nails because they claimed it, quote, wasn't a sufficient amount. When the Wilson story came out, she again pressed them to find out who assaulted her. This time they ran the DNA matched muscle. Wow. Yes. So when Hannah's mom heard about all these women, she said, quote, a person of that age does not just wake up and decide to create a crime of that nature, end quote. She also said, so I did not ever feel that Hannah was the first. I never doubted in my mind that there were other victims. So just confirmed, you know, what she already knew. Do we want to hear all the shit he's done? So, July 11th, 1997, his DNA was collected by the state. That's just probably went to jail for something insignificant or I don't know when. Back then, the laws weren't there were no laws protecting criminals. So it could have been he stole a pack of gum from a gas station. But wasn't that part of the process is when you went to jail, they took your DNA? Probably. Yeah. yeah. So that was all the way back in 1997. Okay. So, stays clean for a while. August 29, 2012. IU students file a report with Bloomington Police say an older man approached one woman um, twice to offer a ride and yells, yelled obscenities at her. Uh, September 2012, September 1st, so that's 
the day after, I don't know how many days are in August. 31. 31. 31. So three days later, a woman reports attempted rape to IU police. She reported being in a vehicle with a man she did not know when he attacked her. DNA recovered under her fingernails, the one we just spoke about. Mm-hmm. Uh, September 10th, 2012, nine days later, Bloomington report or Bloomington police speak again with the woman who made the August 29th report. November 3rd, sexual assault occurred but not reported until November 26th. November 15th, Bloomington police reported they obtained new information about the suspect on the 29th incident. So all these things are linking together, right? Very quickly, mm-hmm. they should be able to be piecing this all together, right? Um, November 26th, a uh, young woman reports sexual battery to Bloomington police, says she took a ride from a new tactor. She escaped. Attack happened November 3rd. Separate, different attack. A woman, sorry, December 2nd, 2012, woman reported to Bloomington police that suspicious man circled the block and stopped to ask for directions. They say they have encountered him several times over the past six months. Uh, Bloomington Police Department spoke with suspect Messel and released him. Officers found a camera with the video of himself asking for directions from the IU students. Weird. Yeah. That's fucking evidence. And that shows that he's that guy. Yeah. So December 3rd, 2012, they speak again with uh, the woman who made the November 26th report. Um, Then on December 6th, 2012, they make the case of the report from November 26th inactive. On April, I'm not exactly sure what that means. They were just like, hey, can't prove anything. We're done with this. Inactive. So not cold. They're not actively pursuing exactly it. like a cold case. They're actively pursuing it, but it can't, mm-hmm. they can't get any more information. So yeah, they then voluntarily stopped mm-hmm. getting information. So then I don't know if there's just not like there's got to be a lot of stuff going on in this gap because then the gap goes to when they found Hannah's body. I wonder how many reports between December 2012 and April 2015 there are. The only reason we know about these other or, ones because those six women came to light, talked with everyone, and they kind of linked everything together. That three-year gap. Or how many women didn't report anything. Oh, exactly, yeah. Or how many times he was unsuccessful. <coughs> yeah. So that's just a little bit of a kind of a timeline from start to finish there. Man, he sucks. And he wasn't exactly, like, trying to hide anything. No, he was very careless. Very careless. So the story, like I said earlier, was chosen and written by Angela. So special thanks to her for enduring this process. It can be tough. Yeah. Um, She's been doing a really good job, though. I really appreciate her. Um, So her little ending note says that, Um, This story, along with numerous um, unfortunate tragedies, continue to reinforce how important it is to be vigilant and be safe. Having fun should never outweigh your safety. Make sure that you have someone that you trust with you at all times, always, especially when you plan to partake in activities that will leave you impaired. Something as simple as having a friend come into the house with her and make sure that she was okay really could have changed the whole outcome of this, Mm -hmm. you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. So it's just about those extra steps because guys like Messel, it's all about opportunity and vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So when, you know, yeah, you d- just having one other woman there, he probably would have just driven off and been or like, a well, man. that's a lost case. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying, not to deplete the 
toughness of women, but even just one other woman, he would probably look at that and be like, that's going to be too it. hard. It's not worth it. Yeah. And would have moved on. Or there's there's an app you can download. Um, I can't remember exactly the app, but you can um, you like hold the button. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. There's a button. Let me see if I can find it. Um, if you're walking alone, you can hold the button down. And if um, like you let go of the button. If it gives you like ten seconds to like cancel out of the app or whatever, and then it'll notify emergency contacts. My i my iWatch or my Apple Watch. What? If I hold down this side, Don't uh, do it. <laughs> the crown. If I hold it down mm-hmm. for like five seconds, it will pop up a thing that like I'm giving you five seconds to turn this to off to cancel. Yeah. yeah, or I'm gonna call the police. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, did you guys read about that new that new three word geographic location thing? Mm-mm. So there is, gosh, I wish I should have read up like freshened up on it before today because I read about it a while ago. It's this new thing where, oh my god, I'm not even going to be able to explain it. In the end, there's three words that you. I don't know if it's you get into an app <clears throat> or you text a certain number. But the, it'll send you three words that you can say to police on the phone, and it will it will pinpoint your exact location. To oh them. wow! Like they cut the whole world into these grids, basically. And each you know, there's each word is like the big port port, the big part, and then there's one word that takes it down to a certain area, and then there's one last word that makes it a ten foot by ten foot square. Wow! That's impressive. So they will. It yeah, it's like this crazy new thing. Jody was uh, Jody let me know about it. Yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple different apps. There's Be Safe, which uh, it's voice activation auto recordings and activates fake calls to help you get out of risky situations. Live three sixty, which we use. Yeah. Yep. But please do shake to safety, which you shake your phone and it triggers the app to send an emergency text message with your location. Oh, that seems a little risky. And you don't need an internet connection to send an alert. So I don't know how that works. Um, maybe Most, it's already pre-done and then it just activates it to be, I don't know. Um, <laughs> walk safe, which I believe is the one that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. That you there's like a lot the of resources. Down. Yeah, there's so many resources. I think the biggest one is to never be alone. Right, yeah. The biggest resources are the people who you care about and the people who care about you. Because that's, you know, that's what's going to take care of you the best I well it's going to keep you out of those situations because uh an attacker like you said isn't going to go going to want to attack somebody that has several people with them right i mean even i, I think of women and how it's there's this joke that women can't use the bathroom by themselves mm-hmm. and it's not because we can't do it alone it's mm-hmm. for protection purposes because it's like integrated into our lizard brain right. we can't do anything by ourselves yeah when i walk shaka at night Nine times out of ten, I walk her on Plymouth Street because it's the only lit street in yep. town that I can. And Shaka will fucking eat someone. Well, I think. I think she would too. But why even risk it? Yeah, you know, it's I get so paranoid God, when imagine? I'm walking after dark. Well, and I could avo- I really can avoid it most days in the summer because the sun doesn't go down to like ten p.m. Yeah. I can just walk her at like nine. But nowadays in the winter, sunsets at six. 
fuck that. I am out alone for a what that I walk her at different times every day, and I'm never <laughs> alone. And no, it, it, seriously, yeah, her dog reality. will eat you. Yeah, I wish this. She I mean, will she will. Up. I think that dog could take about ten bullets and still eat your face off. She would. Like she won't fuck around. Mm-mm. So that's the best protection that you could possibly have as a shaka. I, I let her annoy me sometimes, but I really, I really appreciate her. I would not want her any other way. She's wonderful. She is wonderful. That's Love you. I don't like to go. <laughs> this one's for you, shaka. Sounds for you, shaka. I don't like to go grocery shopping by myself. It's man, it's fucking scary. It's scary yeah. out there, it's especially scary. with my kids. After I had Val, I was really paranoid all the time about going grocery shopping by myself because I'm like, they're gonna steal me. They're gonna steal my kid. I literally read something the other day. It was written by a woman, obviously, and she literally said, "Like, I wonder what it's like to not think you're gonna be." attacked or killed mm-hmm. every second you're by yourself and because it, it literally is it's just how your brain works yep it's crazy survival man it's fucking even at crazy. work i mean it's dark now and we didn't have uh lights in the parking lot for a while and uh we would walk out by well i mean it's been under construction for right forever right. but uh yeah we would wait for each other to walk out because mm-hmm. it's just two of us yep and yeah, you have to park never, the furthest away because, you know, if you're getting out of work safe. after dark, it should even if you're a guy, you should never walk alone. Nope. It, you should never have to do that. Or if you do be prepared, have pepper spray on you. Get one of those uh, those key rings that are like the stabby ones. Yeah, my sister has one of those. It's like shaped like a cat. Oh, hers is like like a. It's, it doesn't look like. Oh, that. I know what you're talking about. It's the like, rod? It's like, yeah, it's like the ribbed lo- and pointed. It lo- yeah, it looks a little... <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's really thin. I can't remember what those are called. What are those called? I don't remember. She paid like 50 bucks for her set that she got for a keychain. It was yeah. expensive. But... There's a name for those little rod things. But yeah, just... And it's not what you're thinking, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, it's... Roy's like... penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just... You gotta stay safe. You gotta protect yourself. Be vigilant. But... Don't be and look out for others. If you see a girl walking down the road by herself, be like, hey, you all right? Just give her a heads up. If you're a girl, don't do that if you're a if guy. You're a girl, I would yeah. run away. Or if, if, one of your fr- if one of your friends is walking home, oh, even yeah. during the fucking day, mm-hmm. offer to walk them home for the love of God. I constantly, I, I'm actually going to get murdered because I constantly stop and offer people rides still. Well, one thing that we always have done is you wait until the person goes inside of their house. Oh, yeah. Before you drive off. Always. Anywhere. Daytime. Nighttime. Always. You let them get, let the door close behind them. Yep. And then you can And thank God there's been several times where Roy (laughs) locks the door and forgets that I'm coming home or something. I don't know. Because I don't have a key to our house. And he'll lock the door and Ashley's like sitting out there. She's like in the windows knocking. Goes to the side door. (laughs) Yep. But yeah, you just got to always make sure because if you just pull away, someone could just come out of the bushes and freaking throw you in their car. The best way to not get murdered is preventative. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's any other way. (laughs) (laughs) Preventative measures. You could fight in the moment, but. Right, right, right. Make yourself an inaccessible target. Anticipate it. Yeah. Worry yourself. Don't sleep. Don't sleep. <laughs> Anxiety 24-7. <Nothing. laughs> 
Yeah, sorry. No, we're not. This is not an advice podcast. No, nope. people. We just we're not our professionals. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's that's that story. Sad fucking story. College women, college age women, I are just always the number one target. I feel like what I are, <laughs> I are the. <laughs> so you said. Oh, I was gonna say I believe, but they are college yeah. age women. They are the number one. I feel like demographic for fucking everything yeah <sighs> jeremy you're not sorry yeah any thoughts no no <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> no not really because yeah, i mean you guys you guys nailed it mm-hmm. college college is um college is where kids get a chance to break free from their home life mm-hmm. and you know that's where the party happens you know they're they're not responsible for coming home they can get that freedom going and doing these things and i've seen it i've seen it a hundred times you know um like you were talking about every door is open yeah Yeah. you know you're wandering from party to party to party and just long streets and alcohol is a very very bad thing to add into that mix you know with a bunch of Sorry, gentlemen, but with a bunch of horny guys and a bunch of drunk girls, yeah, uh, is bound never to happen. Ends yeah, well. Never. Nope. In your case, we're talking about an old fucking pervert that should have been caught ten years before that. Yes, agreed. Not ten years, but you know, at least four. Yeah. Three, whatever. Yeah. That is because yeah, even <laughs> shut up. Even and when I was in college, I mean, we couldn't have any alcohol on campus, and we totally didn't, except for on Margarita Mondays, <laughs> which we just had a margarita machine. We got premix. We weren't getting fucking hammered with a bunch of people. We just made tacos and drank margaritas. But yeah, our whole floor. We lived in co-ed dorms. We would leave our doors open. Yep. All those excellent oh, volleyball players. <laughs> walking by coming in we'd be like oh yeah yeah come into literally where we sleep we don't know you but you're six four and super hot so let's talk mm-hmm. so dumb i'd still probably no i wouldn't i wouldn't do that she would i totally would i think she would i god i have no self-preservation i'm so <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> anyway so yeah i got enough self-preservation for the both of us she so. takes care of me <laughs> I'm fucking scaredy cat. I don't do anything. <laughs> oh boy. Well, I think that's about. I think that about wraps it up for today. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we'll just let's just shout out the the our other podcasts in the network. The other podcasts in the Golden Mojo Entertainment family of podcasts. Thank you. What's on Monday, Ashley? Monday is the oh guys. The call guys, yes, you're right. And what do they do? What the call they guys do? talk about pop culturey stuff and the mar- mar- everything nerd. Um, they talk about their favorite films from different decades. That's a recent promo that they did, which was really good. Um, yeah, so the, I Colton's think Colton's always wrong. Yes, suck it, Colton. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the uh, call guys take check them out. What's on Tuesdays, Ashley? Tuesday. Tuesday is okay. The that's it's not two stop, is it? No. Then it's Golden Image. They're Golden Mojo. Golden Image. 
Sorry, Golden Image Podcast. Golden Image Podcast. Yes, What's Golden Image. Podcast? So they go to play. They go and explore and experience places so that you'll want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that. they'll go to local places, local to mostly Indiana, but they do get out of the state quite a bit um, as well, and uh, let you know kind of how their experience went at uh, certain places and. They basically plan an adventure day for you, so you don't mm-hmm. have to put any thought into it. Mm-hmm. But what about every other week? What do you mean? Every other week? Should I get that? Is that yeah. something that I should get? Golden Image Podcast. Every other week is a vintage Golden Image oh, radio oh, episode. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Jeremy. <laughs> Yes, because Jeremy used to host a... Um, I wasn't sure where you were going with that. Sorry. No, he, it's okay. A, a, a radio show for five years? Uh, yeah, I think four or five years. I can't remember exactly how mm-hmm. long it was. But uh, yeah, yeah he, we used to bring in bands into the studio or just have regular live shows. You know, um, podcasting before podcasting was a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he takes those episodes and then remasters them. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. give them what's your them we haven't talked about the date range in a while what for your um radio show what was the date range there from like start to finish so we they started, can kind of they don't know where they're at we started in um 2008 in december 2008 okay and i think we finished uh 2012 okay cool something like that so awesome. not super old but vintage by the definition of the word for sure yeah well, if you look back now, it is a long time. <laughs> if you look back now, um, you know that was ten, twelve years ago, and like I said, like we were talking about early on, you know, we were referencing things like MySpace and mm-hmm. and you know um, different. A lot of the bands that even that were running on the vintage are no longer no long, longer exist. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. Yeah. Whatsoever. Did you hear that? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I did. So what do we got on Wednesdays, Eric? Wednesdays is Tusa. Mm-hmm. God damn, I'm good. Okay, Wednesdays is Tusop. Tusop is our paranormal, weird, wacky, cryptic, whatever freaks people out at night podcast. Um, we've got uh, Logan, Matt, and Bose there in Texas, and we've got our team Boozers here in Indiana. Um, so yeah, that that one's good. I really enjoy that podcast. Although I really can't listen to it very often because it's kind of it gets scary. But uh, for <laughs> for me, I know it's lame because it is. It's mostly funny. You guys are a lot of fun to listen to. But all it takes is one image to pop in my head to ruin my entire night. So you I just don't even one. bother the plant one. The plant episode. It's pretty. It's pretty mild. Okay. It's pretty tame. It's it was. It was weird. really good. It was a good one. Okay. Yeah, and even honestly, cryptics really. Well, yeah, cryptics Crypt- are really scary. Cryptids. Cryptids. Jeremy. Oh my god! Did I really just do that? <laughs> Okay, anyway, that's a really great one to check out, uh, especially if you're into, like, this kind of genre that we're in here. And then Thursdays is Indiana Chiefs fans, which is Jeremy, our producer's baby. He loves his uh, Kansas City Chiefs, and we're here in Indiana. And, um, yeah, so I think... (laughs) Oh, <laughs> he's rubbing the the arrowhead the he has arrowhead, on his chest. Yeah. <laughs> you should have seen his wife, Bobby, when we walked into their house today for recording. She's wearing Kansas City Chief shirt, Kansas City Chief leggings, and Kansas City Chief shoes as well. 
Did Alicia. she have socks on? Yes. Were they Casey socks? Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Alicia literally goes, Bobby, do you like the Kansas City Chiefs? She said, <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, they're diehard fans. They're season ticket holders. They go there. They They take the extra step to get that real passion i'm trying go sports <laughs> <laughs> do the sport it's a lot of fun because we met a lot of interesting people um when we were out there a few weeks ago for the tennessee titans game not only do we actually meet the owner and ceo of the kansas city chiefs uh clark hunt and he signed our jerseys so cool um we also met the pope we met the nuns we met Almost Andy Reid, which is the guy that if you ever watch the Chiefs games, he's the guy that, that dresses up like Andy Reid in the in the crowd. Met all these people just hanging out. It was a, the teepee guy. There's a teepee guy that has every um, 53 man roster signature on an arrowhead embroidered onto this teepee. Oh wow! So he's got like Mahomes's rookie year and through all the years of that's crazy. Yeah, it, so we met a lot of really cool people the last trip out. So, so yeah, it's him and his um, fellow KC fanatic, um, the chief. We call him the chief. Yes, the chief Phil, which we did get to meet uh, at Camp Murders. and Gunner. Oh yeah, and, and Gunner's yeah. on there. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, I don't. I don't listen. To I do. I've listened to quite a few episodes, but it's just not its not in my regular repertoire. It's niche. It's a niche thing. If you're not yeah. a Chiefs fan, then, you know, I can see why. I mean, it's a Chiefs niche. It's a Chiefs niche. A Chiefs niche. <laughs> but we have fun. We talk, about the, we talk about everything, you know. We talk about the games. We talk about stats mm-hmm. and, yeah. and records. And, and especially stuff. if you like the other podcasts, we they all bleed together. We really do. We all It all bleeds into this one pool, which is the golden... Mojo Entertainment, you know. We're hitting it from all angles. Oh. Wink. <laughs> uh, okay. So. <laughs> Poor Jeremy. He has to deal with my bullshit. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. I and don't. your bullshit. <laughs> well, fuck you. <laughs> um, okay. So do you have anything you want to tell us um, or a case you'd like us to look up? Um, you can contact us via email, murdnerds.com at G or nope, 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 that's not right. Murdnerds at gmail.com or search murdnerds on any popular social media. We have a page for everything. Um, you can also just Google it. It'll, it'll take you to wherever you need to go. I haven't been using as, Twitter. As Google does. Yeah. Fuck Twitter. Yeah. Twitter is a shithole. Elongated muskrat can suck my butthole cause I'm real over him. So I'm not going to use this platform until he gets his shit together. Oh, well, I've always thought Twitter was a shithole anyway, so I never I never took to it. It's just all they're all the same. All of them do the same thing. Facebook does all of the things that all the other ones do. You know what I'm saying? Mm, no, they're all different. OK, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, if you are a Spotify or Apple listener, uh, please ra- I almost said rob rate and review. <laughs> <laughs> please don't rob us. Please don't rob us. Um, uh, please rate and review within the app. Uh, this is the best way and the easiest way to support us and all of our other uh, podcasts. What were so you pointing at? Rob. Rob. Oh. Is that the... No, no. I just was pointing and then I was like, who signed right there? Oh, I was <laughs> like... Literally. Is there a camera? Squirrel. Um, 
But yeah, subscribe, rate, review, all that fun stuff. Um, it helps us move up in the charts, helps us get noticed by sponsors. Please. Um, please. And please do you. that. Uh, you can also help support the podcast monetarily if you so choose and can afford it. You can pledge uh, monthly donations of $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99. Um, this helps us with equipment, licensing, anything, anything we need to do. That's what that will help with. Mm-hmm. It will be podcast related, though. Um, every cent we've brought in, I'm pretty sure so far, has gone right back in the right podcast. back into it. Yeah. So, um, is there anything you want to add? I think did I hit all the buttons? I think you hit all the buttons. I hit all the buttons very sloppily with random parts of my hand, but they were all touched <laughs> at least. <laughs> the buttons are satisfied. <laughs> Okay, well, I think we'll wrap it up. So, do you want to say something nice like you always do? If you haven't been told today, Ashley's smiling. (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't been told today, I hope you have a wonderful day. We love you. You're so precious and wonderful. Okay, yep. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.